Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you've been married before? Yes, four times. Okay. My first wife, I ran off with her cousin and married her while I was still married to my first wife. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those crazy things that I did back in the day. Oh, my. another episode of everyone's business but mine i'm going to start off with the love after lockup recap mess i'm holding my head mess <laughs> just straight up mess on the show um let's start with Quaylon and chevelle they had a really short storyline this week nothing really to write well there was some things to write home about you know what i guess i have to eat my words and Take back what I said last week about Quaylon and how he was not going to be able to have any stamina because it had been 12 years since he'd been, you know, um, out of jail and inside a woman. Apparently I was wrong. Okay. Sorry. But congratulations to you, Chevelle. Apparently she was shocked that he lasted as long as he did. They had sex three times that night. You know, if the Motel 6s are rocking, don't come knocking. Chevelle says that Quaylon fuck the life out of her. Just just gonna say that. So, that's very nice. Fortunately, we didn't have to talk about this for too long. They are going off to meet with Chevelle's daughter. And on the way, they go and get a little stuffed animal and a goldfish. And, you know, that was very nice. 
Quaylon, I said, I think talks like a really good game. They go, the daughter comes running out and <laughs> she hugs Quaylon and thrilled to meet him. Uh, but why do you smell like that? You smell. You can't come in the house if you smell like that. And thank you. So now there's only one thing that I have to apologize for. Has Quaylon taken a shower at all since when he left, since before he left jail? That's my question. And based on her daughter's response, the answer to that seems to be no. That's very concerning to me, but you know what? That's for Chevelle's pH balance to worry about that, not me. Really, not much goes on. He goes into the house and talks to her mom and her gold lipstick. The gold, yellow gold lipstick is back again. And Quaylon is talking a really good game. He's saying, you know, I want to take things slow. I can't predict the future. I don't know what how things are going to go with us. But I have every intention of, like, trying to make the best of the situation. I really want to do better for myself. I want to stay out of jail. You know, your daughter and her daughter can be a really good motivation for me. All great things. I have to say his mom, her Chevelle's mom rather was quite convinced about this, but Chevelle mean mugging, not happy. She is not happy because she has put her life on hold so she says, for the past two years for Quaylon, and basically, if he doesn't propose to her in six months, then she's out. She wants to have a father for her daughter, and this they've been talking about getting married. He's been talking a good game, but you know what, Chevelle? He had been talking a good game to his mother about moving down to Houston, and how did that go? You You won that battle, but you might not win this one. Chevelle's really naive, <laughs> but you know what? I don't even know what to say. She she really annoys me. I don't think that she has her head on straight about the fact that this man has been in jail, prison for 12 years. And she just expects him to come out like fucking Ward Cleaver and play happy father and husband. Good luck with that girl. Let's move on to Jessica and Maurice. I take it back. Chevelle's not the one who bothers me the most. It's definitely Jessica. <laughs> Maurice, we start off with them. They go out to eat and Maurice is like, are you going to go back to Vegas? Like, what's your plan? And are you planning on staying with me at my cousin's house? Like, what's the deal? Jessica says, you know, like, I really don't want to be away from you. And Maurice is like, yeah, but you also, like, I only have, I have to be in California. I only have one living situation that's available to me. And that's at my cousin's house. And you don't want to stay with Cousin Roni. You don't want to live in Compton. So this might just have to be our reality for the next couple months until I can get, tra- get transferred out. And Jessica, <laughs> Jessica wants to know why Maurice didn't think to ask to speak to the supervisor at his parole office. <sighs> to the shock of absolutely nobody. Jessica is in, I want to speak to your manager, ask bitch. And this is not the type of woman that's going to be able to live in Compton for two minutes, much less two months. 
Reese is like, what do you think me speaking to the supervisor is going to do? Like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I talk to every parole officer that's in the office. Like, it doesn't work that way, Jessica. Baby. Honey, come on. Maurice then gets the genius idea to just say, fuck it. Fuck everything. Fuck my future. Fuck parole. Fuck my parole officers. Fuck everything. I want to go to Vegas with you and you're going to be the one who drives. Oh, yeah, 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 Um, Maurice, can we just have a little talk here? Do you understand that California, the place that you have to report to, is a three-strike state, meaning third strike, you could be in jail for life. <laughs> Does it really seem worth it to you to go to Vegas, potentially, what if your parole officer calls at any point, and what are you going to do when you're four hours away, and you have to report in an hour and a half? What are you going to do if you happen to get stopped or if Jessica happens to get stopped with you in the car after you've crossed state lines? What are you guys going to do? <laughs> Maurice, can we think about this? He is now pressuring her. She's driving as they're getting closer and closer to Nevada. She's getting more nervous. Things are getting from worse to worser. And Jessica's like, I don't think this is a great idea. And with this, I, I'm going to have to side with Jessica. And I'm going to have to immediately unside with her because they're talking about like, Maurice is like, oh, I just want to see my family. I want to meet your parents. I want to see what my house looks like. I just want to know what my future is like. Fair. Maurice jokingly, I hope, says, Jessica, what should I say when I meet your dad? Should I be like, Oh, like, what's up, my nigga? And Jessica says, no, you shouldn't say nigga. That's not something that you should say. Hey, Jessica, that's not something that you should say because you're white. And even if you're married to a black man, that doesn't give you the allowance to say the N-word. Even if he just said it to you. Girl. <sighs> <laughs> They bleeped the N-words out, but it was very clear what he said, and it was very clear that she repeated it back to him. I can't stand this bitch. She... Oof. Jessica lies to Maurice and says, I'm really... My parents are really excited to meet you, which of course we know that they are not. <laughs> With a capital N. And... She says, you know, like, we get a flashback to them talking about how, like, this wasn't the kind of guy that we wanted you to be with, Jessica. We didn't want you to be with an inmate. And there's another part of Maurice that we didn't want you to be with, and we all know the answer to that, don't we? Um, they also are very aware that he has two strikes against him, so I would imagine that when they see him in Vegas, when they know that he should not be in Vegas... They're probably not going to be too happy that he convinced their daughter to cross state lines so he can, you know, what, 
lay the pipe at night and he doesn't have to wait for two months for that to happen. <sighs> Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel. And we end with them in the episode. We see the signs of, you know, Vegas ahead. They're playing um, cop sirens in the background. But clearly it's not for them. They're just, like, trying to hype up the situation. <sighs> Both of these people are true, true dumbasses. But let's talk about some dumbasses that I actually enjoy. Tyrese and Shonda. So we finally meet Shonda. It is... First of all, we see Tyrese in his blue suit. Um, He is still waiting for her. It's now been over an hour that he's been waiting, or about an hour that he's been waiting to... uh, to waiting for Shonda to leave the jail, right? So... He... He's like, okay, I'm gonna wait another 30 minutes, and his phone starts ringing. And it's Shonda from the bus station. So apparently... When they had her get out of jail, they left from a different exit, so he didn't see her, and they just took her right to the bus station. Seems like something she would have known. Uh, Whatever. So, last week we find out that they only have four hours before her bus departs for the halfway house. So now it's like down to two and a half by the time he gets to the bus station, right? So, Tyrese is upset because he wanted to cuddle. I just wanted to hold her. And cuddle her from the inside with my penis as much as I could until I had to take her to the bus station. Like, let's, don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit a bullshitter, Tyrese. Like, you can say that you just want to, like, love and hug and look in each other's eyes and, you know, sing Ashford and Simpson songs to each other all you want. But let's be real here. You've been raving about her ass this whole time. Don't play me, Tyrese. Don't do it. <sighs> so he gets to the bus station and she's there. And I just have a question. Like, who was doing her hair? She had, like, the prison version of balayage. Like, highlights were popping. They looked natural. They looked beautiful. Whoever did her hair, like, needs to go to cosmetology school. Maybe they've already been. I don't know. But her hair looked great. Not the hair of a woman who have been in jail for years. That's for sure. Um, He hands her a bag of clothes and says to, you know, why don't you just go into the bus station bathroom, a place where dreams come true and change in there. Now, I understand that this lady is probably, you know, she just got out of jail, but I think a bus station bathroom is probably worse than the facilities that she's used to. I don't know. She goes and changes into the clothes he gives her. He has a pleather jacket. I'm not even going to dignify that jacket by saying it's vegan leather. It was pleather in every sense of the word. <laughs> jacket that was not completely pleather. It was pleather on the chest and the back and on the arms. Straight up King Kong. Gorilla fur hair. Like why you would want to look like a monkey is beyond me but you know what that's what you get for shopping in a boutique called curvy girl with c-u-r-v-e um so she changes into her outfit we get these talking heads where shonda 
is like two different women. The Shonda that we see coming out of jail has, you know, half her hair in cornrows. And now she's wearing this gorilla jacket and some skinny jeans. And the Shonda in the talking heads, she has like a short cropped PTA uh, hairdo. Like, it, I mean, it's on her hairdo's on like, I'm baking cookies for the Christmas party. She's got this like nice little cold shirt on completely different woman. And as the more Shonda talks, the more I realize that she's a lot like Sarah from the last couple seasons of, you know, Sarah, Megan and Michael fame. And by that, I mean, she goes from talking like this, like totally normal, everything that you would expect from a girl to oddly when she's talking to Tyrese, it's like, I know you've been looking at my ass, shawty, like, oh, damn, can we go get some chicken? Wait, excuse me, Shonda? Which Shonda am I speaking to right now? The idea that you have to... Oh, when I showed my girls your picture in the jail, they were like, oh, damn, you bagged a good one, didn't you, huh? Okay, girl. Okay, Shonda. Okay. Okay. She is playing the fuck out of Tyrese. Tyrese, who said nobody will ever play him. And do I look stupid to you? Do I look like I would let somebody play me? Yeah, Tyrese, you do. Yeah, in your dumb blue suit, you do look like somebody who would get played. And guess what? You are. So we find out that Shonda is actually not as comfortable with Tyrese as Tyrese is with her. And says that... You know, it's really nice to have somebody to talk to and to take care of you when you're in jail because it helps pass the time. But hey, guess what? It really helps pass the time when you have multiple people to talk to. And hey, I've spoken to maybe like five or six or eight or nine other guys when I was in the jail. And even after I started getting with Tyrese, but I was really just playing them like this is actually serious even though I've only spent about 24 hours with Tyrese and I'm very nervous about the whole situation. Not sure if he's the guy for me. Not sure at all. Maybe I should have called one of the other people on my fucking soccer roster full of men. But for now I've got the man in blue. She then kind of gives us a little bit more of a backstory, which was unfortunate. She said that she's really worried about the halfway house, kind of the way that Christiana said, like, there are more drugs in the halfway house than you would get at the facilities, and actually even more than you would find in real life. She then says that her dad was in jail. He got imprisoned for manufacturing meth, and her mom was an alcoholic who drank herself to death. She's been out of jail, in and out of jail, since she's 16. And she's really worried about her life. She feels very alone. She doesn't really have parents. And she doesn't have any marketable skills. She's, you know, I'm really afraid of, you know, being out there in the world. I feel very alone. And I just don't really want to struggle for the rest of my life. But I also don't really know what to do with myself. 
Tyrese was very nice, I will say. He did say, like, you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation, like, you can always call me. I got you. And she's seemingly very grateful for that. But we'll see how that goes, won't we? <laughs> I mean, if the talking heads are any indication, it seems like she's fine. She, Her and her little Harper Valley PTA haircut and the blonde, a real interesting thing. Um, let's move on to John and Christiana. We actually don't get any of Christiana because she is, you know, posted up in the Dubuque halfway house. They were planning on going to see her mom, Tammy, before she went. But as we know, the wedding chapel truck, uh, wedding went on a little bit long and, they couldn't pop in. So John does the right thing. The nice thing as um, a new son-in-law by calling Tammy and inviting her out to lunch. So they pack up her little oxygen tank in the truck and head out to the diner. John is for me, the star of the, sh- of the season <laughs> because of exactly what happens next. I can't even say it. I gotta do a little stretch, do a little healing before we get into it. We start off by Tammy saying that she's really, she's curious about why they did a native wedding because John, you know that Christiana's a Christian. John's like, hey, well, I'm not. I'm Native American. That's all I know. So that's what we did. Okay, fair, John. Totally fair. Um, Tammy then goes on to say that the other issue she has with that is that she does not think that Native weddings are real. What does that mean, Tammy? What does that mean? But then, you know what? John says some things that maybe are like, okay, well, Native weddings are real, but are weddings really real to you, John, is really the, the better question. So then Tammy asks, like, John, tell me a little bit about your relationship past. Like, have you ever been married before? Oh, yeah, I've been married four times. Um, you know, I ran off with my first wife's cousin and got married to her, even though I was still married to her cousin. <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, just being a young guy, just, you know, that's just what I did. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Okay. Um... Just a crazy thing that he did, you know. Then John says that he and Christiana have only really known each other for three months, which is something that Tommy Tammy was not privy to at all. She thought that they had been speaking for far longer than that. And John says, well, you know what? You don't need to worry. Because we, me and Christiana, have a real connection with each other. And that connection is in the form of two very long rap sheets, respectively. Yes, my new mother-in-law, I'm a former criminal, and I went to jail for fraud. I racked up about $200,000 in over uh, overage fees, and I really got addicted to the high of forging checks and seeing that little approval at the bank. But I'm okay now. Everything's fine. Um... I don't have that issue anymore. 
I have not been to jail since, and I have no intention of going to jail. Somehow this doesn't really convince mother-in-law Tammy. I don't know why that would be. He's already explained to her that he really doesn't understand the idea of fidelity or the idea of Fidelity Bank. Both of those are just an illusion to him, just a fun thing to play around with. I, yeah, okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what she would have been upset about. Um, but for whatever reason, Tammy's not convinced that John might be the right guy for her daughter. Her daughter, who, as we all know, is a convict herself. And a convict who has a propensity to just dip out of the halfway houses is the third. No, she's done it three times before. And um, also, she's got a crack addiction. So. Shall we move on to the next couple? <laughs> Let's go on. We're going to end it with Sean and Destiny. Destiny, another... Um, Another another winner in my heart. Wow. Wow. I said Amy Puller was it like a... I said Destiny was like an Amy Puller character. More specifically, do y'all remember the one on SNL where there was, she was like a, a woman with uh, one leg and she would hop around and was basically just like a hood rat? <laughs> you know what I mean? That 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 character. Destiny has been out for three days now, and they head to Vegas. So she was uh, jailed in California. Sean lives in Vegas, so that's where they're going to live. Sean got this, like, what looks like a very nice house for her, for them. And she's like, I, this is really nice. I've never lived in a house like this. I've never slept in a bed like this. I mean, everything actually like genuinely really nice. I don't know if it's a townhouse, a condo or whatever. It was nice. New new things, new flooring. The kitchen was really like bright and shiny and brand new and modern. I don't know where Sean is getting this money from. He's what, a manager of the mechanic place? Like, do I need to get a wrench and, and get under a hood myself? Because that was a nice place. I will say that. She's excited she, Sean is tell, tells us that he's only ever lived with two women before. One being his baby mama and the other being a woman that he refers to as a diva princess. But who cares? Because fuck that bitch. Because apparently she stole money from him. So really smart choices that Sean's making here. Um, he's really excited though about destiny. He thinks that this one might be the one. To make it work. So. Um, Destiny is trying to party. She's seen the lights of the, the strip. As they went to, home, to their house. And was like, this is my first night. I'm ready to rip it. I want to drink some Jaeger bombs probably. She seems like she's got, she's got Jaeger bomb energy. You know what I mean? Personally, I have not had Jaeger since... I was like a freshman in college and I ended up going to a friend's college and 
North Carolina, we ended up going to a barn party. It's a whole thing. Uh, I ended up having to sleep in a car because we got snowed out at the top of a mountain. I, I've lived a life, you guys. I probably shouldn't be judging destiny the way I am, but here we are. <laughs> Shout out to Appalachian State. Um, but she's ready to party, like I said. And she, Sean, is like, oh, well, I invited my friend slash coworker, Hector, who will remember from the first episode that Sean was on, telling him that this bitch is probably a catfish and if I was giving you money I'd be talking to you too because you're an idiot and Hector and his wife Veronica are coming over they're just supposed to have a nice little welcome to the neighborhood dinner but obviously Destiny is not trying to have that she is ready to fucking party okay Sean obviously is trying to protect his investment and by that, I mean protect the fact that he is going to owe the bail bondsman another $45,000 if Destiny doesn't go to court for the charge that she still has pending in Sacramento. Now, about two weeks away. Destiny's like, you don't know me. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm a free spirit. If I want to drink a whole bottle of liquor, like, I'm going to be doing me. And probably some women, maybe some other dudes. I don't know. I'm going to be doing whatever the fuck I want. You can't tell me what to do. I'm a bad bitch. You can't chain me down. You feel me? So Hector and Veronica come over and she's like, you know, I know that Sean has been cutting up peppers and carrots for you guys to come over and have appetizers, but I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to see the lights here. Hector informs uh, Destiny that Vegas is a 24-hour town. You can have access to anything. You can drink 24 hours a day. You can go to the club 24 hours. You can go to the the, uh, casinos 24 hours, which is exactly not the thing Destiny needed to hear, but it's the thing that she wanted to hear most. I have not seen her this happy. This is bad. (laughs) Um, So... Hector is a menace. Hector, even though he knows that this is a bad idea and that Destiny is clearly a wild child who needs no more encouragement than she's already giving herself, he is like, yeah, let's go out and party. Like, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go to the casino. I'm ready to get out there. Destiny's like, I'm going to be... I don't even want to eat dinner. I just That's how fucked up I want to get. Maybe I'll eat a dick later, whatever. Veronica, Hector's wife, is like, oh God. <laughs> Sean as well, not feeling it. They go to the bar. Destiny tells the bartender, get me the strongest thing that you've got. The best tasting, strong, full of liquor thing that you've got. Let's eat some hot dogs at the bar. And have a good time. Honestly, given the state of the world that we're in, I would love to pull up to the bar and have a single hot dog <laughs> and and a Long Island iced tea. But here we are. Um, uh, Hector says, like, you know what? I was calling you a catfish this whole time, so I'm glad that you're not. And Destiny is like, well, yeah, um, 
funny you should say that. Sean actually told me that he was 45. And so really the catfish in this situation is Sean. (laughs) So they're all laughing after that. Um, Destiny happens to let it slip that, you know, there are some really pretty girls in the jail and Hector's like, oh, so have you been with any? She's like, no, no, I, I don't, I don't do that. Even though I just mentioned it, no prompting whatsoever. I'm not interested in that. That's not my thing. Okay. Um, Veronica then asked Destiny, what is the craziest thing that she saw in jail? And Destiny regales us with a tale of um, witnessing a woman put a curling iron in another woman while the curling iron was still on. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't go over to, you know, the, they have the curling irons that have like the levels that go up to like a 40. Hopefully she didn't keep it above like a six. Four even really. That's oof. <sighs> whatever gets you going, you know, um, destiny then tells us that she is a trisexual. Just for the visual, for people who don't watch the show, Hector is a larger man. So that'll paint a picture of what she says next. I'm a trisexual. I'll do whatever feels good. I'll try anything that's in front of me. So whether it's like a chubby guy or a husband and wife or, you know, whatever, however many of the chicks that I have tattooed on my body, various spots, like I'll do whatever feels good, whatever gets me wet. Thank you, Destiny. Thank you for the visual. That's it for Love After Lockup. I'm going to leave you guys with that. And we'll move on to our Married at First Sight recap. So, like, there's days where, like, I don't want to get out of bed. There's days that are, like, I'm just in a funk. There's days where I just want to be by myself. I take medication for it. Um, But, like, I really wrestle with the idea that something was like wrong with me or like that I was more emotional than other people or like why am I in this funk and I don't understand like I don't understand like why this is happening to me this is not something that I expected to hear on my honeymoon it does trigger a red flag for me like I really wanted a very masculine male and I do wonder about how strong our marriage will be able to be and if I'll be able to support him Okay, guys, it's that time again for another Married at First Sight recap here at Everyone's Business But Mine. Join with me is one of y'all's faves and personally my favorite sister. Hi, Kelly. Wait, I'm the favorite in your... Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm a a favorite in your uh, online life. In, in my online life, yes. <laughs> People were asking for you for the last season's finale, so I'm sure they'll be happy that you're back. Oh, wow. Okay. Glad to be back. <laughs> All right. Before you get too big of a head, let's get into this. So, basically, we're at day five, days five and six. 
still on the honeymoon, day five and six of the marriage. Start off with Olivia and Brett. And Brett says he really likes Olivia, but then he continues to be disgusted by her grooming habits and the fact that she doesn't really floss that often. Mm-hmm. What I, do you- I floss about as much as she does. <laughs> Once a week? I like, yeah, I was like, maybe he does have a point. He does, girl. You have to floss every day. Well, sometimes I don't. So I guess I'm like her. Sounds like most times you don't. Um <laughs> Amani Amani invites them over because she and Olivia have a relationship and she wants to get to know Brett more and Woody must have told her that he dipped at their bachelor party Mm -hmm. Uh, well they didn't call it dipping they called it Irish an Irish exit yeah I never heard that before I didn't know what that was I mean I know what it is now but I've never heard that before well that's because you don't really talk to white people Oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, I didn't say you don't like them. I just say you don't really talk to many. Um, so he says that basically he didn't eat that day. And so he had to leave because it was either I'll leave and throw up in private or I'm going to uh, throw up at the party. Well, that justifies a lot because, well, he was acting horrible. And he was obviously very drunk because he hasn't been like that since then. So he hasn't you're right. So it, it explains a lot, and um, I think it clears up a lot of his behavior for that night. Have you ever seen like any of The Bachelor? Uh, years ago, yeah. Why was he, he on it? No, but he talks <laughs> like he's on, he talks like he's on The Bachelor. Like he's always saying, like, "Oh, I really love Olivia," and I love her qualities and she's mm-hmm. so nice and caring and love you know like it's just very rehearsed to me the way mm-hmm. he talks to her now see I like him I feel like he's you know I didn't like him at the bachelor party I thought he was complete trash like I was like oh my god this guy is the worst I feel so sorry for her but then ever since then once I you know they showed more of his family and then they showed him not acting like that and not drunk and trying to flirt with people. I was like, I really like him. He has a good sense of humor. He like, he's good. He's pretty decent at communication and I like him so far. So you saw his family and you thought better of him. Well, I did because he there, they were there. Um, they obviously <laughs> have a relationship. Okay. Uh, so that, to me, it counts for a lot because even though they're jokesters, they're, they are together. And I think if he, if they weren't there, that would have definitely been a problem. I can kind of see your point. They kind of vouch for him because family is important to me. So if you, you know, and, and they, you know, they, are concerned about his well-being. I mean, they, it's it's almost like a an extra layer of security to me. Because if you don't have a relationship with your family and they're not there and they're not concerned about what you're doing, then you know, that's the problem. And they were there and they are they they obviously have a good relationship. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, that is fair. Because we have seen couples where the parents or the families don't want to be on the show at all. Uh-huh. And or they don't want to be not even just on the show. They don't want to be a part of the whole process. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, so they're all talking and they basically are saying like, Amani and Woody are saying like, oh, we're so happy, but we're worried about like if the bubble's going to burst mm-hmm. and they're, you know, Olivia and Brett basically agree. Um, so then Olivia and Brett go to dinner by themselves and they start talking about jobs and salaries and they whisper to each other, you know, their salaries. And we find out that Olivia as a nurse practitioner makes almost three times as much as Brett does. Mm -hmm. Well, I I knew that when she mentioned her career or occupation and he had already said he didn't have a lot of disposable income. So, yeah, I, Mm. She said that she didn't really have a problem with it, but she kind of likes to live a very nice life. She goes out to eat a lot. She likes to travel. She likes mm-hmm. nice wine. Mm-hmm. And Brett's yeah, like, <laughs> not into it. He is trying to save for the future. He's mm-hmm. trying to, he he can drink cheap, cheap wine. It's no problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what? a compatibility, that's a huge compatibility mismatch. I I agree. I think... If you're going onto the show, the three things that y'all need to have in common for sure is kids, where you stand on having children, um, finances, and if that's an issue of somebody not making more than you or making less than you, and maybe not so much religion, but I feel like they kind of make a big deal about religion in the beginning and then they don't really talk about it for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, but, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's, are definitely on two different spectrums and he doesn't sound like he is going to budge on that, which I don't think he should. And, and she doesn't sound like she's, trying to budge either because when he was like well cheap some cheap wine is good which is true and she was like you know she kind of turned her nose up and i'm like girl if he pours something into another bottle you probably still wouldn't know (laughs) right and i i agree with him too because really i mean i would rather somebody i'd rather be with somebody who didn't make much money Mm -hmm. but also was responsible with their finances and somebody who was spending frivolously and also 
you know, spending too much. Well, I think that you, I think I agree more with his, his approach, but I, I also like nice things and I like to go out and do things, but I feel like that's a tough one. You, you, if you kind of try to find something in the middle and I don't know what that is because I like to go, I don't want to be in the house all the time, but I'm okay drinking cheap wine too. So. Right. Well, I, I mean, the solution to that is she's going to have to pony up some money then <laughs> if she wants to be well, with somebody. Even, no, I don't think that's, that's not, he didn't say that. He didn't say, okay, well, if you want to do that, you have to spend money. He's like, no, we're going to be in the house cooking and we're not going to be spending our money like that. And she's like, I like spending my money on going out to eat. And he right. didn't say if we go out to eat, then that's on you. He was like, I don't want to spend my money on things like that. And 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 that means that he don't want them to spend their money like that. So I don't know how they're going to work that out. Well, right. I mean, he didn't say that. But if that's what she needs and wants, then she's the one who's going to have to spend the money. Then they're going to be battling because he don't want to spend their money like that. Right. Well, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have that lifestyle should definitely be on the table and they don't live similar lifestyles. And if he is adamant about not spending money on things like food, going out and, you know, drinks and things like that, which she is, then they should have never hooked him up. They shouldn't have, but I guess it's not either of their fault. No. Um, so then they go back to the room and Olivia asks about like their sex. So, I feel like last week they basically said that they weren't doing anything when they were like, oh, we decided not to talk about, you know, being intimate with the group. I'm like, okay, well, that means you're not doing anything. (laughs) So respect because he respects her as a woman. I guess. And it's no business what they do. It isn't. But it's also like you guys knew the conversations that y'all would be having. Mm-hmm. And I also think, and we see this later in the episode based on how he acts, like, I think when he is insecure about something, he doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he makes it, he turns it into like, oh, well, that's private or, oh, I'm, I'm above that. That's demeaning or whatever. And I don't think he, he really feels that way. I just think it's a cover for him being insecure. I like Brett <laughs> so far and I I in that moment thought he was just being respectful and there's nothing more to it and I was like look he took charge he's like look we already decided we're not going to talk about this and that's it okay <laughs> um so they're talking about it and well this is here's another thing is that he says like well I'd rather have it sooner rather than later and Olivia's like well you know, I'd rather take things slow, but also don't be insulted by that. Like, it's not because I'm not attracted to you. It's just how I move. Mm-hmm. And so then they go Stingray swimming with Stingrays. And Brett is like, well, do you think that things will be this good after the vacation? Like, now that we're in this, like, fantasy paradise world, mm-hmm. do you think we're still going to connect in that way. And then they say, you know, they talk about their communication styles and how they deal with conflict and 
Olivia says that she's kind of like, I'll deal with things and I'll take things on until I just can't take it anymore. And I don't explode, but, you know, I just only really react when I get pushed to the limit. And Brett says that he loves to communicate. You'll never have to worry about that. I'm always willing to talk. That comes up later. And then they have another conversation that I found interesting. And I was on Brett's side about this. Mm -hmm. Where she says that she hangs out with her, I guess, her sister and brother-in-law every day. And she talks to her friends on FaceTime every day. And Mm -hmm. Brett's like, well, how are we going to maintain our relationship if you kind of have a full life full of people that you communicate with daily and also you're not really trying to change that Mm -hmm. and Olivia says well I will make room for you but I also am not trying to change that much and Brett finds it concerning you know worried about how he's going to fit into her life and I was on his side about that too so you like Brett no we're boiling everything down to you agree with everything he says I think he has, <laughs> I think he made two good points, but I'm gonna come for his ass later, so don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> but I agree. I mean, she she like most single women, you know, or most single people, they have ways of filling voids in their life, but you gonna have to cut some of that out, because I mean that, you know, it sounded like she's like, well, you can be on the calls with me. No, you're not going to be on the calls right. with me. I'm not being on the calls with you. That's your thing. You know, so you, you are uh, going to have to cut some of that out. And I agree with him on that. Right. Their marriage is not a group assignment. No, it's not. <laughs> so let's move on to Amani and Woody. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the hotel room and Woody asks Amani if she's scared to be with him. And she's like, yeah, I just think like it's really easy for us to be happy in this situation because we're in this beautiful resort and mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just worry about what it's going to be like when we get home. Mm-hmm. And he says, he, what do you, I feel like says all the right things. Like, he's not for me. He's too corny. <laughs> but right. for him to say, I thought it was really nice of him saying, like, I... I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be at the resort, but I'm not happy because I'm here. I'm happy because I'm with you. Yeah. And us being in a beautiful, beautiful place just kind of adds to that. But like, mm-hmm. I'm happy because of you. I thought that was really nice. Well, remember back when they were at the table before they got married and all that. And the I think it was somebody's sister said, you're not ready to be married. He is, but you're not. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, you guys have never seen Mary, Mary Woody before, Woodrow before. And he was right. And I was like, one of two things is going to happen. I think I told you this. I was like, he's either going to be all in or he's going to be horrible. And right. I think he's all, I think he's all in. And is I think he? he, I think so, because I think Woody, kind of like he said towards the end of the show, he just needed the right type of, <laughs> he didn't commit because he didn't have to. And so mm-hmm. now that he's in a committed relationship and needs to be and has to be committed, he's all in. He's all into whatever you put him in. So if you put him in that um, box of where he's a playboy, he's all in playboy. But if you 
put him into a, a marital situation, he's an all-in husband. And I think he's going to be great. But I also think Amani is a good match for him. Like, they seem to have similar senses of humor. Yeah. I think Amani like is so Imani. funny. I love Amani. Yes, I like her too. And she, she has is. such a New Orleans accent. They both baby. do. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Their kids are going to sound horrible. <laughs> but um, she is funny. She's really funny. And she's, she will keep him in check. Because he is really excited, and she's she's excited too, but she's not over overly overdoing it like he is. So they balance each other out well, because he's gonna be able to continue continue to be excited about it and dancing all around her like he does, and she'll just be walking and you know pretending like he's not there, and that's what he needs. Right. I think. I mean, obviously, don't know who he dated in the past, but I think. She is strong in a way that I think he finds really attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that he can't really get away with too much with her. Like, they can play around, but she's not going to mess. He can't mess around with her. No, she's she's not going to do that. And I just, again, I think Woody was the type of person that people were like, well, Woody's a fun guy. and he's, he's a player, so he played that role because that's the box that people put him in. But he probably didn't really want to be that person. He probably really wanted to be, you know, more stable like he, he's going to be now. I really believe he'll do fine. I appreciate the fact that he's really committed to this process. He totally, he's all in. And like I said, I think he's all in to whatever box he's in and this is the marriage box and he's all into that they have more chemistry than all of the quote-unquote good couples that we've seen on this show Mm -hmm. like combined (laughs) yeah they have really good chemistry I I do think they're going to need to have some type of disagreement at some point so we can kind of see how they work out of that because it's natural um, to have to disagree about some things, but I think they'll be all right. I do too. I don't think whatever they're going to have to get through is not going to be that big of a deal. I hope not. Cause I like them as a couple. Yeah. Um, she basically says that like, she kind of has to rewire her brain as she said, like, you know, I've had my guard up and I'm used to there being chemistry at the outset, but like, things falling apart and I'm just going to have to like get used to my new life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move to Karen and Miles. Ugh. Mm. Karen is so <laughs> whack. Oh, I got so mad at her this episode. Ugh. She's just me... okay. she's boring and I feel sorry because Miles is looking at his best friend like having mm-hmm. a ball and he's just over there with a bump on a log that i totally agree oh, i think yeah. he's trying to make the best of things mm-hmm. and she's acting like she's trying to make the best of things but she's really like every little thing he does she's like that's a red flag that's a red flag that's a red <laughs> flag here's another red flag mm-hmm. um so they have a conversation they're sitting by the pool and miles is like you know, we're getting closer to each other and I'm feeling more vulnerable around you. And I just want to let you know 
that I was diagnosed with clinical depression a few years ago. I medicated, but you know, I do get into funk sometimes. There are days where I don't want to get out of bed. There are times where I don't really want to talk and this is just my life. I'm doing really well right now, but we're going to live together. So you're going to see some things and up goes another red flag. And I hated when Karen said this. she said, I, this is a red flag because I wanted a really masculine man. And I, I thought, what does she mean? Like, you just, the height of masculinity is to be able to admit and be honest about something and own it. And you're taking the fact that he has something that he can't, he, he can't do anything about it. <laughs> like, this is his diagnosis. And it doesn't make him any less of a man for mm-hmm. having depression. It makes him a oh. man for admitting that to you. I do think that, I don't know if it was the right time to say that. Maybe he should have waited till they got home. They might have the time would have been the right time for Karen. But I do feel, I do agree that it does seem like no matter what he does, he's screwed. And even if he didn't, even if he was perfect and she didn't have any of these concerns or red flags, she's still boring. Yeah. So it's like, I still don't like her. And I don't like her doubly because she's always picking on him about something. He can't do anything right. Like it, when he's nice to her, it's too nice. Mm-hmm. When he's honest with her and he's joking with her, she doesn't like that. I mean, I wouldn't want to be called a cougar either, but it's like... She says that he's nice because he is, and she knows that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. She, he can't win from with her. And yeah, I, I, I feel bad. I, I, he seems like such a nice guy, and I feel bad that I feel. I think it's even worse because he sees his friend having such a great time, and they're all in, and intimacy is high. Connection's high, compatibility's high, fun time is high, and he's over there with Karen. And it's also like, you know, like we said in the beginning of the season, where everybody was like, oh, Miles, you're the one who's so ready to be married, and Woody's a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. And he's probably thinking like, oh, we're going to go back to New Orleans, and everybody's going to be like, wow, I can't believe you're the one whose relationship sucks. <laughs> and Woody's out here winning. Right, exactly. This is that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, because he's yeah. married to Karen. Low, low, low. She's a low, low energy Karen. <laughs> All she does is she can eat sleepy Karen. And eat, eat carbo load herself into another nap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. she's low energy, <laughs> like uh, like Trump says. Well, because she's eating bagels by the dozen. <laughs> No wonder. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to Bennett and Amelia. Uh They're hanging out talking and Amelia asks Bennett, what were like the good qualities of living with his ex? And he says, you know, it was like the little things and Uh because he's a cab driver. And when he would get off the shift and come home, she would leave the lights on for him and they would do each other's laundry or fold each other's laundry. And Amelia's like, oh, great. So 
I'll leave every light on for you if you do my laundry. And I'm like, that's not what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she just made it very clear that he's going to be a homemaker. Um, But, you know, I, I love him. He seems like a really great guy. I don't like the fact that he doesn't have a career, but whatever. I like him as a person. But what I don't like is I know that that yellow nightgown has to smell so bad. (laughs) Unless he got that thing laundered, that thing is funk to five. He's had it on for six nights. It has to stink. It has to. Every time he puts it on, I'm like, oh my God, I can smell it through the TV. Yeah, because he's already made it very clear that he doesn't really wear deodorant like that, so. Oh, God, that thing probably smells. It <laughs> smells sour. It probably smells funky. I just, it can. It, you know what? When he first put it on, I was like, oh, hell no. But then when he said, like, how he sits in it and stuff, I was like, you know what? You know, He's probably right. That thing probably is comfortable. <laughs> but it, is that the only one you have? And how often are you washing it? Because it just looks like it stinks. I mean, you know he's not washing it while he's on the honeymoon, so oh, there's your answer. Oh, <laughs> the last night when they were like night six or whatever it was, I was like, that thing, who that thing probably walk and walk on his own. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the closet straight up. Right. Uh, so Amelia says that she likes not being so fickle and just diving into like a real relationship. And she said she's like excited to really get in with somebody. And this is what I could tell from last episode is that like her relationships in the past were probably very like, I don't know, like flighty. Well, she said she could fall in love with somebody like every day. Right. And then she wrote that song, which was cute by the way. And she can sing actually. I was impressed. I was, yeah. (laughs) She has a nice voice. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised about the song. But she um, did say, she's like, I could fall in love every day. Right. So hopefully that doesn't mean that she can't stay in love with one person. Because well, I think that is what it means. I think she has like really shallow relationships with people. And then she's like, yeah. oh, we broke up. And it doesn't really matter because I wasn't really that invested anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know if, yeah, I, I don't know. that uh, that'll have that topic is gonna have to resurface later on because it's too soon to know. Well, she's giving me red flags because when they had that conversation last episode when they were playing chess and he was talking about, you know, my mom was sick for most of my childhood, and she didn't really get too deep on that and like, I feel like she could have taken that in like a much deeper direction, mm-hmm. but she was just like, Oh, well my childhood was really happy. So sorry. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she, um, did. Well, she did. So then I, go I, off. what do you think about Bennett? You like him? I do. I think he's probably, I think they're both not as hipster as they look. Mm-hmm. I think Bennett's probably really funny. Mm-hmm. and I think he's cool but yeah I mean I don't really love that he's not that we don't have the same interests by any means like I don't care about theater mm-hmm. and 
I probably wouldn't, couldn't see myself really committed to a pedicab driver. Like, how long are you going to be doing that? (laughs) Is this this going somewhere? I don't know. When they showed him, I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) He shouldn't even be qualified on any level. (laughs) But I like him as a person. And so I think that's important to it should be it should hold some value that you're a good person even though you might be a little you know maybe not set as far as career but he's he's intelligent so he can get a regular job i would hope but that's just not probably who he is and so yeah, if that's not what you need, and and she doesn't seem like the type of person that needs that, then then now I understand a lot more. But originally, I was like, "This is some bull, <laughs> some straight bull." Well, because they're just not the type of people that we see on the show. No, At but all. she's a physician, so yeah, she yeah. is qualified financially, and that's important to me. I would not want to date somebody that has four or five odd jobs. It Mm -hmm. would drive me crazy. Yeah. Even though I think that person is a great person, I can't do that. But for some people, it's fine. Yeah. It seems to be more than fine with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Bennett tells this weird story about how his currency in the house was kisses and how if they wanted to go to somebody's house that they would have to give like 150 kisses to their mom yeah i I thought that was a little odd but right they also Um, he also said that they have their their trash can was named mr president yeah something like that (laughs) so i mean what do you expect right we had an odd household right and that's very clear um they both kind of agree that they want their kids to kind of grow up however they feel like it. And they can go to whoever's friend's house if they feel like it. And they're, Amelia's not really into parenting in the traditional sense. And Well, neither is he. Yeah. He just didn't want a kid. I mean, not naturally. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like, That's a problem. I mean, most people want to have their own child I get his point but you know you can adopt but you you also would want to have your own kid most people would want to have their own kid too and I I hope that he will allow her to do that yeah I mean I he did say that you know I went into this situation thinking that I would probably you know that there would be a chance that I would be matched with somebody who wanted to have biological kids, and so I am open to that. So I hope he sticks to that because that seems important to Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving on to Henry and Christina, they're oh. <laughs> they're eating, and Christina doesn't like what she's eating because she thought she got pasta, but it wasn't pasta. And then they also one of the producers calls her Christine and she corrects him and you can see Henry getting really uncomfortable and he says you know I'm starting to notice that Christina's a little impatient but he's scared to bring it up and then the producer asked them some question and I couldn't see what they were saying uh-huh. did you see what they said they said was there is there something that you want out of him 
that you that you haven't gotten yet. That's that's the question I remember hearing. Okay, because she said her response to that was weird, like that's irrelevant or something like that. But then they ask him basically the same thing, mm-hmm. they and do. he says like, "Well, what do you need for me?" And she's like, "Well." I'm not used to being with people who aren't aggressive and who don't mm-hmm. make the first move, and that's what I need. And yeah. So, yeah, that was the question. I think they said, is there anything you want or need from this that you don't have? And oh. she did say aggression. Okay, yeah. Um, so then they kind of had the conversation about, like, what she's used to, what he's like, and he says, you know, I work on my own time, but being married is important to me it's a big deal and Christina's like okay well thank you for saying that because it seems like she's just kind of out there in the void with him Mm -hmm. he's not it's not even that he's not even being physically aggressive it's that he's not reassuring her that she he wants to be in a relationship at all (laughs) I think that's the real problem well I mean she probably needs someone (sighs) Oh, Henry. <laughs> um, she probably needs somebody to tone her down because, first of all, that attitude she had about the pasta or whatever she got, she was nasty and she's been nasty on the show at other points. Mm-hmm. And he, he, she probably does need somebody to tone her down from that aspect. He's going to have to step up and say something because he said he wanted to, but ha- he, when are you going to do that? And she just needs, he needs, Woody said exactly what he needed to hear. If you go, you step to her, she's going to respond. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. And he's over there still looking at, off into the space. I don't know what he's doing. It's frustrating <laughs> because I, I think he's a really nice guy. But you can't expect somebody to not want to have conversations <laughs> like well right exactly like I mean, we have a hundred things we could talk about and you're you don't start any of those conversations and not only does he not start them he shuts them down like he won't even ask her like oh henry do you like peanut butter and jelly yeah i do do you like he won't even like volley the question back like he shuts down everything that she asks him Mm -hmm. and that has to be really frustrating for her but also it's in terms of editing really working in her favor because you see her trying and I think if she were with a guy like Brett or even anybody who just you know could have a conversation Mm -hmm. we would see her be a lot worse but she only looks good (laughs) because we see her at least trying, and we see how Henry is not really giving her much, and we see that it's tough, and it's tough on her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> I, I, I like that she's pushing him to do things, and mm-hmm. she's trying to be patient, um, but she is also bitchy, and it makes it hard to feel for her but I also do feel for her because he's he just needs to step he needs to step it up a lot a lot you can't just sit here and let inspect somebody to do all the 
dancing and make all the decisions. You you gotta mm-hmm. be a man. Come on now. <laughs> right. That's what she's waiting for. Then she'll probably chill out. Right. I think he thinks that he that she wants him to just like make out with her or something. And I think she would be happier if he just acted like he was interested in her at all. Make eye contact. That would help. (laughs) Well, I mean, he probably can't, but, you know, like, touch her from behind, you know, or if she's standing in front of you, move her hips to the side or, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that that doesn't even require you looking or saying anything. She just needs something. Right. He just... Hold her hand. He's, he's hold her hand. I mean, something. He's not doing anything. But he's he seems like a like he would be a really great guy. He also seems kind of like a dry humor, funny type of guy. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I can't be the initiator every day, all day long. Right. Come on, that's not that's asking too much. I agree. Um, so then they go paddle boarding, and somehow Henry is very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Where that came from? He was like, we, "Is there a hospital around? <laughs> medical care after this? Like, calm down." <laughs> but he, so, did it. So he did it really well. He did it really well. But I mean. I, I just want to know, like, is it, does he have issues with his ankles, with his knees, with his legs that we're unaware no, of? He's because... making that be an issue, but he does not have, <laughs> like, like with his eyes, I do think he might have a mild form of Tourette's because you you could see his arm twitching and his neck twitches. Yeah. And I think that if it's not Tourette's, it's something along those lines. But I don't think that's a physical ailment that prevents him from doing any other stuff he's talking about. It certainly doesn't that's prevent him from walking. That's a self-imposed... Uh, I, I think it's nerves. I think he gets really nervous and then the facial pics start. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with you thinking that you're going to break your ankle on a um, trampoline that is built into the ground. Right. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't fallen yet. My oh. hamstrings are gonna be sore all tomorrow. Like you're not even moving, sir. Um, I would not. Now that's a turn off. I don't want no weak man. <laughs> you know, I He's not. I'm not even... an overly adventurous person either. So I I applaud him for trying, but jumping on a trampoline that wasn't even two inches off the floor. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Um, so he's really good at it. She falls at some point. He says, oh, I was almost a widow. I don't even have a life insurance policy against her yet. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so all the couples meet up for drinks. And Imani starts the hit game, Y'all Be, y'all be Kissing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They was like, so what are your questions? I've already asked you, do y'all be kissing? kissing. (laughs) (laughs) Then it says that they have smooched, but they haven't had sex. He said said, they haven't made whoopee. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I haven't heard that term in so long. 
Right. Like he's on some sort of call it that ever again. Like he's on a sixties game show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. Right. Uh, hilarious. Uh, Henry says, well, we haven't really kissed that much. And then he kind of hits it back at Imani. He's like, I know you were asking me. I know this question was for me. She's like, no, it wasn't, but it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then Miles says that he got a cheek kiss. And then the next question is like, what would you, what fruit would you say your partner was? Um, Imani says her favorite fruit is a pineapple. So she says Woody's a pineapple. And Miles says that Karen's a guava because it's something that he wouldn't have tried, but it's actually really good. Uh, Christina says that in an interview, not in front of everybody, that Henry is a basic fruit, like an apple mm-hmm. or a banana. Like, it's fine, but it's just not that cool. <laughs> and okay. um, Then... The girls go off and the guy, they break off into like girls are off at the bar taking shots and the guys are sitting at the table and Amelia starts talking about how well they're, she and Bennett are connecting. And then one of the guys and one of the girls asks the guys and the girls, like, what would you rate your relationship so far? I think the crew did that. Yeah. I mean, because suddenly they all were answering the same question. Right. I I thought that was very produced. Um, Mm -hmm. So they go back and forth. Bennett says a 10. And Amelia says it's an 8. Um, Amani and Woody both say 9s for each other. And Karen says it's about a 6 or a 7. Which is generous. Um, Miles says it's an 8. And he's like really excited. And he says that, you know, it's really good. And, it, it, you know, there's plenty of room for it to go up to a 10. Mm-hmm. Brett then says that he doesn't want to answer because he doesn't want to rate something with the series of staged events and <laughs> right. how demoralizing that is oh. and blah, blah, blah. Um, it is. He said it was corny and it is corny. To me. I mean, it's an unfair question because there's no real metrics for it. Like, what do you mean about your relationship? Like, do you mean how you're feeling so far? What you think the potential could be? Mm-hmm. Is it that you like each other? I mean, I think it was just in general, but it is kind of, it's, it makes it controversial because that's how they wound up in that argument because she said seven without quantifying what that meant. And right, he, he was like, I would rather not answer the question because it's just not, it's corny. But this is what I'm saying is that I think he doesn't answer questions because he is insecure about what she might say, which is exactly why he got mad when she said seven, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. If it was that demoralized, if it, if it was that irrelevant of a question, then you really shouldn't care what she said. But to the point where you won't even talk to her. But I still think that. He's probably that one cast member that probably does not really like being filmed. And when they put you in these situations where they know it could wind up being an argument or some dis, you know, something that could be a little challenging for a couple, 
or maybe expose something like that, it's like, okay, I'm not being a part of that. And I, I think that's what he was more so saying. Then he, when he heard her answer, he was like, well, damn, you know, like, I don't even know what I would have given you, but seven doesn't sound very good. So I, I just think he probably was protecting himself because what if he said it was an eight or a nine or a 10 and then he hears her say seven and then, you know, I, I don't even think it's that he didn't have an answer or he thinks that he's above it or it's like a shitty question to ask. I just think he's too insecure and he it shouldn't have gotten to the point where he just stopped talking to her. Like she was answering the question that everybody else answered that everybody had to answer because production clearly asked y'all. So you, how mad at her can you be? Well, I mean, she answered it because it was part of the, that day's questions. But I, again, I think he's just one of those people that he probably really doesn't like being filmed or parts, certain aspects of it. And he's not like Brandon from last year where he's just going to curse them out and tell them that they're full of shit. But he probably just didn't doesn't like certain aspects of it. And when they were sitting there like, oh, somebody ask what you rate your marriage. He's like, oh, come on. And that's probably, I could see that. But if she said 10, he wouldn't have reacted. He would have been happy. He probably still would have had something to say because he'd be like, um, I don't know. We're, we're not perfect, you know. If she had said eight or nine, I think, or even 10, I think he would have reacted very differently. Hmm. And that's my truth. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) Christina says her relationship is a five. Henry says it's a seven, but he realizes that the low score is probably because of him. I don't even know how he came to seven. (laughs) What what is a seven about this? I I mean, he's having a great time not answering any of her questions. No. (laughs) <laughs> it's staring at a rock. <laughs> a rock is a seven. It's a rock. <laughs> well, again, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, but I'm getting frustrated with him quickly. So am I. Uh, so Woody, Imani, Christina, and Henry. Oh, you? Yeah, they. Woody and Lenny, Christina and Henry all hang out with each other and no, sorry. They're, the boys are still at the table and Woody says, well, do you think Christina's into you? And he was like, yeah, I think so. How? And... <laughs> I don't know. Do you know anything? Well, I mean, she's displaying, I mean, he can understand people being attracted towards him or displaying interest. He just doesn't return the favor. He literally has like one more week. <laughs> but you what she said earlier is that Woody said like if you just make the first move on her I think it would make things it would just break the tension break the That's ice with you he's guys. got one week to do something, something. he needs to slap her ass hold her <laughs> hand kiss going for a kid a peck a peck something do something cause I'm tired of your ass on here not <laughs> looking up in the space every week I don't think he's I don't think they've kissed each other since the wedding. I, they haven't. That's what I'm saying. He has one more week. Because I'm tired of him. And he's a nice guy, but he... I, 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 this is getting old. 
Um, so Brett repeats about the rating system being dehumanizing. Christina's annoyed and she thinks that it's a cop out and that he's sketchy for not answering the question. Oh girl, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> it's none of your business. Yeah, I mean I don't I'll talk think- to you about it because I'm concerned and I see if I see if you say see something, say something. This is not a rape. This is a <laughs> He just didn't answer the question. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Henry and Christina, Brett and Olivia, they all have drinks together, and Brett's nostrils are flaring up big time. You can tell he's mad. And Christina says, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't give a rating for your relationship. And he's like, well, yeah, that's too bad. That's a shame. Exactly. I don't have to answer (laughs) to you. You need to figure out, talk to your husband and figure out why he's not talking. Right. <laughs> um, so then it's getting a little heated. So Henry and Brett go off with each other. And like you said, Christina basically says, I'm trying to look out for you. I'm seeing red flags with Brett. And I just feel like you should keep your eyes open. I have dated guys like Brett. And in an interview, she said, I don't want to call him. I don't want to call Brett a fuck boy, but he is an asshole, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> Um, oh God! It's just, the final night. What? You you just don't like Christina. I like that she's pushing. She's. I like that she's being patient with Henry because she really could. She really could be completely frustrated at this point, which she would have every right to be. I do like that she's being patient. I do like that she's open to at least getting through the eight weeks. But she also has a complete bitch side to her that I don't like. And she had no business telling that girl that she was concerned. I didn't hate that she told her that, but it also wasn't her business. But listen, we're we're making a television show, people. So she can't create content with Henry. She's got to have to find somebody else to have a conversation with. Right, that's true. (laughs) So he's not creating uh, anything. Nothing. so it's like the last night of the honeymoon. Amelia and Bennett decide to make a fort in the <laughs> hotel room. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> Amelia asks him about like real life, like what is our life gonna look like once we get home? Mm-hmm. And Bennett says, My heart is racing, but I have no choice to pick to go home with you. And they try to make that sound more more romantic than it was. I think he was trying to sound romantic, but saying I have no choice but to go home with you, when you write it down, it doesn't really sound that good. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, well, I think it was fine. Um, it was, you know, it was sweet. And I, I like Bennett. He's a, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Um, they have a conversation. And what happens? So um, she fell asleep <laughs> she, twice. She he said like I'm excited about figuring out a world with each other, and you know he's talking and talking and talking, and she's like her eyelids are getting heavier and heavier. Once he finishes his monologue about their life together, he realizes that she fell asleep, so he wakes <laughs> her up. Right. 
And she's like, what did I miss? I think I just missed everything you said. So he starts to repeat himself and she falls again, sleep again. Mm-hmm. That would be me. He's like, totally. all right, it, it is you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> production is like, all right, we didn't pay for all of this romantic situation for one of you guys to be leaving and not having fucked. So they completely set up the room for Woody and Imani, their best bet. They got the rose petals and the candles, the fake candles that they had from last season. <laughs> and they set them up around the hotel, around the hot tub, on the floor, on the bed. The candles are lit. And they sit in the, the bed. Woody gave Imani one of her charms for her bracelet, which I don't think he really did. I think that was production. Yeah, where did he get that? Right. Why don't you put that charm money towards a new ring that you lost? goofy Mm -hmm. um so they sit in the hot tub or the tub together things are getting sexy that was like the last we saw of them that night um olivia and brett countered with all that romance that we see from woody and imani olivia and brett is like ice ice baby in there yeah well he was mad Yeah, I didn't know why at the time, but he did say, I don't like when people ask me questions and I don't answer and you continue to ask me, which is exactly what she was doing. So, but he, she didn't do that. That was Christina. But in that moment she was because he clearly wasn't trying to have a conversation right then and there. And she kept asking him the question. Well, no, she, what she was asking him was, First, he, first she asked him what was wrong, which is a fair question, because you're sitting mm-hmm. there mean mugging, so what's wrong? <laughs> and then she tries to have a conversation about, like, oh, what are our hopes for, you know, like, production was asking everybody else, what are your hopes for when we get home? Like, are you looking forward to doing anything with me at all? Going to the movies, cooking dinners, whatever. And he doesn't want to say anything. Okay, I don't like when people are mad at somebody else or about another situation and take it out on the person that they're with. Like that, he can be mad at Christina all he wants, but Olivia is not the one who pissed him off. Well, he wasn't mad at Christina. He was mad at Olivia for giving him a seven. Well, right. And then he was mad at Christina for bringing it up again. And I, I just, okay. Don't be mad at her for giving you a seven because He's mad at her because he would have probably given it a higher number. He just was trying to play it. I think he was trying to play a game. I'm just going to have to disagree with you on this. I think he yeah. was ta- I think he was expecting her to say higher and he got mad. He didn't want to answer the question because it's easier for you to not answer the question than say a number and then she rates you lower. Mm-hmm. And obviously she rated him lower than what he would have rated her and so now he's pissed <laughs> off about it. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So he, so he starts being mean, and he's like, well, I'm looking forward to going home and seeing my cat and cutting grass. And she's like, no, I'm talking about what are you looking forward with our marriage, Goofy? And... <laughs> He was like, well, I don't really even understand why you're asking me this because, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything. We're just going to be shooting. Like, I'm just going to go to work and I'm going to come home and we're going to be filming for the show. We can't even do anything. So I don't even know why you're asking me this. And she's like, I mean, what she really wants to say is like, I'm asking you because production just asked me to ask you. But also we're in a marriage. So I would like it if you had anything at all to be looking forward to in our relationship. (laughs) Yeah, but he, yeah, I mean, I see, you know, wanting to know the answer to the question, but you have to learn your partner, and when they check out, just leave it alone. And he did say, clearly, stop asking me questions over and over. If I'm not answering, I'm not going to. And that's your minute. Okay. <laughs> then don't be on the show. She, I mean, she said, like, you know, this, our relationship is just not just the show. It's not just us filming. There's something that you should look forward to outside of the show. And she walks off. She tells production she just need, needs a minute. She ends up leaving the room. And I think that's when he realized that he took it too far. Mm-hmm. He took icing her out too far. And so, then the next morning they have breakfast and Brett apologizes for the night before and right. he said well I overheard you say a seven which is like a d and I felt dehumanized so it wasn't even it was it was how low the rating was that's what pissed him off and he's like I took it way too seriously and Olivia's like the rating was relative I'm just answering the question I'm only knowing you for five damn days. So a seven, I think, is probably a really good rating, <laughs> I would think. Well, she and also said she didn't want to pick a 10 because that would have been ridiculous. True. And also she, true. She picked out another a number that she thought would be safe. And he understood. I, yeah. And he I also, agree. he also, he came to her and apologized earlier in the day so that they could move on. And I'm okay with that. I mean, but then you had to go to bed feeling some type of way, but whatever. Hopefully he really had that conversation with her after the cameras left, and then they just had it again that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it but... didn't seem like it, because when he bumped his leg on the table, he was like, I bumped my leg. She was like, she almost looked like good. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> you're right. So um, I don't think they did have that conversation. Yeah, I think now that you mentioned that, you're right. Uh, so Brett's like, okay, now that I've apologized to you, like, are you feeling okay? And she's like, I'm not going to hold the night before against you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, you know, I just think that this situation proved that we can really communicate. And, like, 
I guess, but is it going to be that you feel some type of way about something else and you don't talk to me every night and then you apologize the next morning? Because that's not really healthy either. Well, now she knows that he's going to do that. And so when that happens, she has two choices. You can either ignore him or you can be like, look, I know. Actually, it's probably best to just ignore him. It is, because if she lets him get away with everything, mm-hmm. then that's really going to be a bad dynamic for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, then what happened? Okay, so that was basically the end of them for the episode. Um, we get over to Miles and Karen, and Miles is, like, trying to broach the topic of sex and intimacy, and he was like, you know, I really enjoyed the honeymoon, but I'm just curious what you're feeling about intimacy, meaning I want to be humping. Is that going to be happening anytime soon? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's trying to wrap it up in like a nice guy way and that's fine, but he wasn't really being that direct with her, which maybe since she wants such a masculine man, whatever that means, (laughs) she would have appreciated. Um, She's like, oh, you know, I just think it'll happen naturally, which means not anytime soon. I'm not interested. <laughs> um, and then he's like, well, you know, like, I'm not worried about it. But, you know, I also just see other couples being really close with each other. And she was like, oh, well, don't judge what everybody else is doing to our relationship, which is fair. Yeah, that is but- fair. I mean, this still situation... just boring. She makes me yeah. want to <laughs> Well, this situation sets you up to compare your relationship to other people. Like, mm-hmm. it is specifically, they have you guys see each other so you can say, like, oh, I'm not just in this vacuum. It's not just me and you. I can see how other people are being. Well, it's and- working for him because his best friend is in it. Right. So it's not like, this isn't even like, you're you're with people that you don't know and you you're assuming that they're happy and you're assuming that they're doing this. He knows for a fact <laughs> that they're doing whatever they're doing. So yeah, he he he's definitely gonna compare himself to Woody and um Amani. And that's not a good comparison because um Amani has energy and Karen is a log, a lump. <laughs> I don't even like it's like I don't even like the way she swallows like her chin it's like it's like have you ever did did you ever notice that her it's like she just Kelly I didn't notice that (laughs) when she swallows it's like there's something in her chin throat area that just annoys me. But anyway, um, she's got like an extra chamber for all that food that she eats. Right, <laughs> like a squirrel. She holds her mouth a certain way that just annoys the heck out of me. And she's a lump. She's boring. She's not funny. Um, he pro- he shouldn't really even want to get with her like that. Like she can be pretty. But because she's a lump, you don't want to be with her intimately because she's probably a lump there, too. 
Probably. Well, you think she's going to be good in bed? No. She's a lump in bed, too. She's <laughs> She... She, mm, she has, she's she, another one. She has until next week, too. <laughs> she has, she, what am I trying to say? She thinks too highly of herself and too low of miles. She shouldn't think, every woman should think highly of themselves. That's, yeah, she thinks that's, too that's highly of herself. But she is still a lump. And so, until. <laughs> She has another week to start laughing at something. Oh, I'm done with her. Okay. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> moving on to Henry and Christina. Henry says he's looking forward to moving in and getting to know well, each other more. Suddenly you're going to become talkative because you're back in New Orleans. Right. So uh, I better see some act, some conversation and some kind of touch physical touch next week right Something. Oh, Lord. um christina mentions again like i'm curious about you taking charge and you know she actually i thought this was really nice of her like if you see something about me that you don't like i would encourage you to communicate that with me which i think is a very good thing of her to say yeah i mean she's she is a she has bitchy tendencies but i will give her credit for trying and she's putting she is putting in effort that i probably would have been frustrated by now mhm i so. agree um so we end the episode by finding out that woody and amani had sex mhm she said it was one of the best nights ever and she's actually now, like, she's been building this whole situation up of, like, oh, if we have, once we have sex, I'm just scared that, like, it's going to be all about the sex and we're not going to connect on, like, a mental and emotional level anymore. But she said she's now more excited than ever about the future. Yeah. That is until Woody admits that he likes to pee in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what did I get myself into? Well, he was like, I'm just not going to tell you, so you won't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they had the conversation about, like, okay, we can't take every single shower together. Right. Um, she was like, now I, now I can't trust you going to taking a shower by yourself. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so now you're going to have to take a shower with, with him or he's going to be peeing in there. Right. <laughs> so I really like them. So what would you... I think I already know your ranking, but what? How would you rank the couples from best to worst? Um, Woody and Amani, the hipsters, um, Bennett. I like Bennett a lot. Um, after that, it all pretty much goes downhill. I guess Brett and Care. Is it Caroline? Oh no, Olivia. Olivia. Brett and Olivia. <laughs> Um, Henry and Christina, and then Miles and Lump. (laughs) (laughs) So who do you, who do out of the three that you don't like, who do you think has the most potential for the future? Olivia and Brett? No, because that's probably going to wind up being explosive. She's not going to tolerate his mess. Um, 
even though I like Brett, but uh, probably Henry and Christina because he she knows he's a good guy and she knows he's not going to do treat her bad. And that's but what she feels to. Right, exactly. So I think she's going to hang in there because she knows he's a good guy. And she she can be patient. And and once he comes out of his shell, like with his family and and things like that, I think he'll be okay. And I think she knows that too. So she can wait for that to happen. And hopefully it happens next week or sooner. And I think they'll be okay. Um, he's not going to have any opinion because he has no opinion. He's not going to be like, I'm, he's not the type of person to be like, I'm going to leave you. He's not going to leave her. No. And she knows that. So do you want a, do you want a relationship or you want to go back out here and be, deal with the assholes that you're used to, which you know, doesn't work for you. So I think she's probably going to tolerate him for a little while longer. And I, no. I, I think go so. Ahead. Normally, I would say that the fact that she really likes his family would be an asset and maybe help him be more comfortable. But we've already seen how his dad, Henry III, roasts him at any given chance, and he's completely embarrassed by his father. Mm-hmm. So I think, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be as much of an asset as it would be with a normal well, couple. She likes his dad. Right, but he doesn't. <laughs> well, I think he likes his dad. He just... He needs to start speaking. And then he won't have, his dad won't have so much to say. But, right. yeah, he'll, I think his dad is hilarious. Um, Too. He's embarrassing, but he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And I think he's going to help. Um, like, come on, man. You got to, you know, go ahead and say such and such. It's okay. And I think he'll, he'll encourage him and push him. And she'll benefit from that. But Miles and Lump, she's going to send him into further depression, probably. Because he's going to wonder why he's going to be in a funk because he can't figure out why she stays in one. Yeah, She actually probably needs to be on meds. Kelly, bye, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> she, she seems like she seems like she's depressed. She doesn't seem like a happy person. She's not. She, really. So, you know, he's not he's at least friendly and nice. She's yeah. just she's just she's not even friendly. She's not a mean person, she's just not friendly. She's not open, she's not warm, she's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Kelly. Do you have any lingering thoughts before you get in trouble by saying anything else? No, I just hope that next week those two, Lump and Henry, come out of their shell because I'm sick of them. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for coming on yet again. All right. <laughs> we'll have to talk again soon. Okay. All right. Bye, Kelly. Bye. Bye. <laughs>